we listen to a reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. You who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. Even if you don't know the name, Paul Tillich was one of the most influential theologians of the 20th century. And not the kind that chases rabbits like how many angels can dance on the head of a pen. He was wrestling with Christianity and culture, even pop culture, which is pretty unusual. He was trying to help secular people understand the Christian faith, to make sense of it, and to help people who are religious make sense of secular culture. And so he penned this fairly famous line in which he said, the whole earth is God's monastery. Churches and synagogues and mosques, you can also find God in art museums and even movie theaters. And because of that, Tillich went on to label different types of art in relationship to movies. And his lecture was really on paintings, but it works with movies as well. Here are two of those types. The first one is it's religious on the surface. You see religious things happening. And if you dive down deep, there's also a spiritual truth there to be had. That's not always true of movies that are religious on the surface. Well, two weeks ago, we talked about it. It's about two daughters who are the daughters of a, of a Lutheran pastor. They go to church, they pray, they sing hymns. I mean, it's the stuff of religion on the surface. But it also has great spiritual meaning underneath. The second type has deep spiritual meaning underneath, but on the surface, nothing whatsoever to do with religion. Take Barbie and Oppenheimer that we looked at last week. There's nothing religious going on on the surface, but there is spiritual meaning underneath. This is why Tillich went on to, de to define, to actually define religion as ultimate concern. That was his phrase. Whatever is of ultimate concern is religious. It could be that you're looking for meaningful work. It could be you're looking for your next meal. But both of those things, because you are ultimately concerned about it, have become religious in a way. This passage in Matthew 25 is about ultimate 
concern, especially if you're the person who is needing to be fed, but also if you're the person who should be helping to feed the hungry. It's a parable. You, you may recognize that, but it is not the usual kind. The usual kind of parable kind of sneaks up on you. It's about a shepherd to put on your thinking cap and dive underneath and try and figure out. Now, surely Jesus isn't talking about bread and sheep. What's the meaning? In this one, it's straightforward. On the surface and underneath. You heard it. It, it, it takes place at the end of time. There's a judgment. And God forms two big lines. I wouldn't take this literally. But on God's right hand are the sheep, and on God's left hand are the goat. And then the punchline comes that the, the sheep are being rewarded for having cared for those in need of humanitarian aid, and, and the goats are being punished for not responding. But the real punchline is doing so or not was actually, it was Jesus all along. And what's maybe shocking most of all, is neither side knew it was him. In Tillich's terms, it is religious on the surface, and it is religious underneath. The movie The Swimmers is definitely deeply meaningful religious, but not on the surface. It's about swimming. It's about two girls, Sara and Yusra, and it starts with them in a pool. They're, they're horsing around, but the pool scene is, it's like any other pool scene you can imagine. Kids, little kids, they have the floaties on. The big kids are doing cannonballs. You know, those little rubber missiles you can throw, and they sink to the bottom, and kids chase after them. All that's going on. It's your normal kind of thing. It could be a suburb pool right here in Kansas City, except it's not. It's in one of the suburbs of Damascus, Syria, shortly after the Arab Spring. Other nations are seeing kind of a revolution and is training them maybe for the Olympics. Turns out Yusra's got the better chance. But it is so much more than just on the surface. Because four years later, things have gone really bad in Syria. It's the kind of scene they've kind of grown used to. There's bombs that explode, machine gun fire in the distance, electricity going off. But the final straw is Yusra is swimming at an indoor meet when a bomb goes off and the roof is torn off and a piece of live artillery comes in, not, not a rubber missile just for fun at the bottom, but a real piece of artillery. Thankfully, it, it doesn't explode, but that's, that's it. They decide, the family decides, that the two girls get to Germany where they have friends and relatives. They'll find refuge there. And they agree because it's very dangerous. They will stay on the land route. Except the three of them, they get the idea pretty early on. Well, what if, what if we took the raft that goes across the Aegean to the Greek island of Lesbos? What if, what if we did that? And they do. And it is not a boat. It is a raft a rubber raft, way overcrowded, and the waters get rough. And near the end, when it's very stormy, the girls are actually strong swimmers. They jump in, they tie ropes around themselves, and they, they actually make it. They drag themselves up on the beach. And the movie is very inspiring, but 
It has an, uh, it has an uh, against all odds kind of feel to it. It is against all odds that they make it. It is against all odds that Yusra will actually swim in the Rio Games for the refugee Olympic team. A true story. And against all odds, their family makes it out of Syria and joins them in Germany. So you could sort of feel good, except as the movie ends and just before the credits roll, it tells us that about six million Syrian refugees fled the world, half of whom are under the age of 18. And if you add to that the fact that Jesus, when he was a kid, in Matthew's gospel it says he and his family were refugees. It is it's unbelievably powerful. A week from Tuesday, 28 of us are headed to the Holy Land. And among all the things that we'll see, one of the highlights, there are many, one of them is Yad Vashem, which is the name of their Holocaust Museum. Now, if you've been to a Holocaust Museum in other cities, they're all very powerful. Israel itself. One of the exhibits that has always just blown me away is this big stack of shoes. It's the shoes that some of them wore before they were killed. And it, and it, it just it, it puts a story to it. It reminds me of a scene in The Swimmers when after plopping down on that beach and finally getting their wits about them, they start the trek up and the camera pulls back and there is life jackets everywhere, hundreds if not thousands. And you sense the humanity persons who went through this. But there's something else in Yad Vashem. It may be in other Holocaust museums, but I remember it there in particular. There are letters. I know there's at least one, maybe plural. There are letters posted, framed, that were from United States senators and congresspersons explaining to Israel why we will not be allowing any Jewish refugees to seek asylum from Nazi Germany. And maybe you remember the story of how in 1939, off the coast of Miami, a ship carrying nearly a thousand Jewish refugees, we would not let them come ashore, and other nations turned them away, and they sailed back. And but here's the thing about World War II stories of refugees. It's easy to be prophetic in hindsight. Anybody can do that. What about all those who are trying to get in now? Those who are swimming for their lives. If you want to do something, and, and, and I, know, I know the response would be, well, yeah, but immigration is complicated. Well, if you really want to do something, you can write a letter. And if you want to do something more concrete, you can volunteer at Della Land, one of our mission partners, and you can actually welcome refugees into our city. This past Monday afternoon, I watched the swimmers again. We'd watched it a couple months ago, but I watched it again so I could take some notes. I was probably halfway through the movie. My wife yelled down, hey, you want to go to the pool with me and the granddaughters? Sure, I'll go to the pool. So we went to the pool. It was hot as blazes on Monday. I made sound. 
And then we heard the sound of the ice cream truck. Wise entrepreneur, right? And I joked with my wife, I'm going to need a quarter. It's four bucks for a piece of ice cream nowadays. <laughs> my wife and I had drumsticks. The girls had bomb pops, blue lips. And I thought, you know what? These girls are living the life. I mean, they live the life all summer long. They go to the pool, they go to the zoo, oceans of fun, worlds of fun, pick up some Chick-fil-A just to go to the park for a picnic. They live the life. It was later that day that it kind of hit me. Huh, I was watching a movie about swimming, and then I went swimming, which is kind of, eh, who cares? It's just on the surface, but it was... And that is that the life my grandkids are living, and probably your kids and grandkids too, it's the life intended for all God's children. 